Um, dear God, thank you so much for your presence with us this morning. We are grateful to be able to start our day today worshiping you, reading and meditating on your word, and praying with our FCC family. Please be with us and help us to learn more about you and your goodness this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, so I mean, I have to start off with a personal story again, just because I find it easier to talk about psalms or passages that I have a personal connection with. So you guys are going to learn so much about me. But um, anyway, most of you know this about me, but for those of you who don't, um, I'm I'm adopted. So for proof of that, although I have a typical Korean name now, Beth Kim, um, my maiden name was Yagelski. So you can only imagine the types of looks and questions that I got over the years growing up when they saw my face and then put my face to the to the name. Um, but I was adopted when I was a baby, three months old, and um, have really had an amazing life and grew up with a loving family. My parents provided for me in every possible way. Um, and of course, I'm eternally grateful, not only to them, but um, really to God who watched over every single part of my life for the past 43 years. Um, anyway, so I think a lot of people would say I'm so lucky and what could I possibly have to complain about? And that's definitely true. But at the same time, I, I still do struggle off and on um, because, you know, all of that, the good stuff, it doesn't necessarily compensate for, you know, this strange kind of emptiness that I have, not knowing where I came from or who my bio biological parents and siblings are or even what they look like. You know, it's, it's weird to not know what you're um, like to not know what it's like to look like someone else, you know, and I, and I couldn't wait till I have kids, kids, because I was like, finally, I'll have someone to look like me. But all three of my kids came out looking like Suman. So, <laughs> but anyway, um, you know, I think also just knowing that, you know, you have family out there that don't really want to know you is kind of a strange and somewhat lonely feeling. So anyway, um, I think that feeling kind of got worse after I had kids of my own, because it's kind of like, I don't understand how you wouldn't want to have some sort of relationship. Anyway, so I go through phases, but lately I've been thinking about it a lot, which brings me to Psalm uh, 139. So in preparation for this devotional, I read Psalm 139 every day this past week, and it really brought me kind of pers perspective and, and comfort. So Psalm 139 is written by David, and it's said to contain some of the clearest expression of the attributes and character of God um, amongst all the Psalms. So it describes his qualities, but it also is intensely and intimately personal. And so we'll, we'll look at that too. But it's really divided into kind of four main stanzas, um, which is way too much for one devotional. So I'm going to cut the last stanza off. We're just going to talk briefly about the first three. So let's kind of just read it in parts. Um, the first stanza is verses one through six. You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you, O oh Lord, know it completely. You hem me in behind and before, and you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. So this section shows God's omniscience. I don't know if that's the way to say it, but omniscience, um, which means he knows all things. But, you know, he doesn't just know everything. Um, it's the fact that the all-knowing God knows us, knows me, knows us. So he knows everything about us. He, even more than we, than we know ourselves and even the most mundane things. So he, know, he knows when we all woke up this morning. He knows when we are going to go sit down later, um, just even the basic things like that. Um, and he knows our thoughts, which to me is kind of scary, you know, God knowing all of our thoughts. Um, and he knows our words even before we speak them. 
So there's nothing, clearly there's nothing that God doesn't know. But it also says things like, you lay your hand upon me. So that reminds us of his comfort and how his constant knowledge, it shouldn't necessarily be scary, but also comforting and, and personal. So it's almost like when my kids, when I call my kids out and they say, and they say, how did you know that? And I always say, mommy knows everything, um, which, you know, might scare them a little, might make them nervous, depending on what they did. But I'm sure it also gives them a sense of comfort because they know no matter what they did, that I'll still love them. So similarly, the amazing thing is that God, although he knows us so thoroughly, so he knows every sinful thought and every sinful deed, but he still desires to have um, a relationship with us. Okay, so then the second stanza, it's verses 7 through 12, um, and they read, Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me. Even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. So this section, you'll notice a pattern, but this section shows God's omnipresence, meaning he is present everywhere. But again, he's not just present everywhere. He's everywhere with me. He's everywhere with us. So, um, you know, God is God. So he's present everywhere in creation, but he's very distinct and independent from creation because, of course, you know, he he is God and we are not. And it even says, you know, even darkness can't hide anything from God. So, you know, what is what the dark is typically able to hide? um, You know, God can see because God, of course, is light. So, again, it's kind of scary um, to me, I think, because God is everywhere and we can't get away from him. We can't run away from him. Um, But his constant presence, of course, should also be a confidence for us. Right. And verse 10 says, um, your hand will guide me. Your hand, your right hand will hold me fast. So again, it also shows this comforting presence that is is personal to us and not just the fact that he's everywhere just spying on us or something like that. So I also think, um, you know, knowing that he's with us at all times, that should also cause us to want to sin less. So it's almost like Pastor Paul is talking um, in his sermon on Sunday. It's like who you're talking to kind of makes a difference about how you how you talk, right? And so if you knew God was walking right next to you every day, you know, how would our conduct change? You know, would we say the same things? Would we do the same things or act the same way? Um, you know, it, it would probably, or it should cause us to, to sin less if we remembered that God was really right there next to us. But, you know, even at our worst, again, God's omnipresence, the fact that he's always with us, um, even though we may forget him or push him away or, or, or do things that he doesn't like, um, his omnipresence shows that we cannot be separated from him. He is always with us. Okay, and then the last, um, or not, okay, the third stanza, sorry. The third stanza, um, verses 13 through 18 read, um, this is my favorite part of it. Um, 13 says, for you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in a secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. How precious to me are your thoughts, God. How vast is the sum of them. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I awake, I am still with you. So this third stanza, another omni, 
But this third stanza shows God's omnipotence, so his unlimited or great power. He created everything, yes, um, we know that. But most importantly, he created me. He created us. So, you know, the first few verses really remind me how skillfully God created each one of us, um, just human beings in general. And I always say, like, even to my friends and things, people that are, are non-Christians, you know, if you've ever carried a baby or delivered a baby or seen the birth of a baby, there's no way you can't believe in God. I mean, how can you, how can you see that miracle and not believe in God, right? So, you know, a few cells that form in, in nine months, it forms into this living, breathing baby, you know, where every vein, every organ, muscle, like functioning together so perfectly. I mean, and it, you know, our human bodies are so complex. Like how, how can you not believe that that's God? So anyway, so I think that part reminded me of that, but um, this stanza also shows that all our days are known by God. So we don't know what's coming tomorrow, but he does. And I feel like because of that, we should be able to face each day with, with more and more confidence. And then finally, I love the imagery of the grains of sand because, you know, of course, there's no way we could, we could count the grains of sand, um, but that's how much and how often God thinks of us. So as lonely as, um, you know, people might feel on a, on a regular basis, you know, you know, even if you don't have family or whatever it might be, um, we have confidence in knowing that this almighty God, like the greatest of all things, is thinking of us all the time. So, okay, so you can read the last stanza on your own if you, if you want, um, but essentially it takes kind of an abrupt shift that is almost a, it almost doesn't fit with the rest, but um, I think because of that, it's, it's because of David's adoration and zeal for God. After he's reminded of these three attributes, his omniscience, his omnipresence, and his omnipotence, it's almost like kind of a, um, a response to that. So, so you'll be able to see that. Um, but just to kind of bring it back full circle, um, you know, the psalm really just brought me so much comfort being reminded of the fact that, you know, we are all adopted um, by God, and, and that is where our value should come from. So he cares so intimately for every one of us that even though I may not know my past history or my future, um, God does. And although I may um, have been physically created by two people that I will likely never know, it was truly God that created me, and it is God that will be with me all the days of my life and all, all the days of all of our lives. And, you know, it doesn't get much, much better than that, right? So that is it. Um, let's close in prayer. Um, dear Heavenly Father, we truly stand in awe of you. Um, we cannot begin to comprehend your greatness. We gain comfort in knowing that you know everything about us, that you go everywhere with us, and that you created us so skillfully. However, we also pray that being reminded of your attributes encourages us to also rely on you more, and trust you more wholeheartedly, and to be more obedient followers. We love you and are so grateful to be your children. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.